episode 249 of the Story School Podcast. I'm Daniela Rossi. You can call me Danny because my name is difficult even for fluent speakers to say. So coming to you from Toronto, Canada and New York and India at the same time, I have guests Upendra and Dhruv who have recently interviewed me for their... Uh, I guess I guess it's a video podcast. Uh, am I correct? I wasn't sure if it was a video series or a video podcast. Uh, the Tisa video podcast where um, they let me go on and on and on and talk all about myself. So I thought, hey, let's find out about the people behind the interviews. Now, I will include the audio, not because I'm full of myself, but because I'm full of myself. No, <laughs> no, no. But um, it's more of a convenience, uh, you know, because I know some people, they prefer listening to audio like myself rather than watch a video um, or some people like watching videos so they don't want to listen to audio so if you want to listen so if you don't want to listen to the audio don't listen to the audio <laughs> or vice versa that was a very crappy intro anyway let's let's uh, move on to uh, our to my fine guests um, would you like to introduce yourselves let's let us get let, let us quickly get to know you uh, let's go in alphabetical order so Bupen and I hope I'm pronouncing your name correctly. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's correct. Um, uh, I am Bhupendra. Uh, currently, I'm in Ujjain, which is in uh, uh, India, Madhya Pradesh. Uh, like, uh, uh, I currently am doing my master's in fashion technology uh, from NIFT Gandhinagar, which is in Gujarat. And uh, my hobbies are like painting, badminton, reading books, novels. Um, th- this is a short introduction about me and I am also working as a social media manager in uh, TISA uh, from past uh, two years. Very, very nice. And I think I didn't I didn't explain what TISA was, I believe. My memory is so bad, I don't even remember what I just said. So the Indian Stammering Association, <laughs> for any listeners who may not be familiar. Uh, Dhruv? Sure. Uh, thanks. So, so, so I'm coming to you from... Austin, Austin in New York. Um, I just moved moved here last year from Mumbai. Um, I'm I'm um, studying studying to be be a high school biology teacher in Austining, um, and I used to work in the in the environmental climate change space, oh, wow. um, and and I've been uh, volunteer. Volunteer with TISA since 2013, um, and I used to uh, uh, help facilitate the Mumbai uh, self-help group for for TISA. Oh, nice! So let's. Um, so um, I don't even know how to word this. Very simple sentence. So give me a, uh, I guess a quick um, introduction on the Indian Stammering Association, its history, because it's because I mean I've kept an eye on it since we'll say 2007 when I first started my podcast and being really active online with the stammering community, and looking back, wow, there is there have been so many transformations, so many projects, so much happening, even a buffering t-shirt. So <laughs> if, uh, you know, the two of you can, you know, I guess, rem- reminisce, I guess. Boop, boop, do you want to go first? Uh, yes, sure, sure. Like, I want to tell, like, the Indian Standard Association, uh, it's like, it, it's having a founder, like, Satin Shivastava and uh, like, there are many more people 
who are, uh, are associated with this. Uh, it's like uh, it's started around 2009. It started the the visa, oh. and and after that, like uh, it, it is in uh, various cities in India, uh, uh, like all major cities. And uh, we also do the meetings through virtual mediums, like uh, mainly with Google, Google Meets, um, Zoom calls. So basically, we uh, we are um, more than an organization. We think as a self-help movement, like. Uh, it's a it's a movement uh, more than an organization, where where we believe like you have to accept the stammering, and accordingly you have to uh, live your life and you have to work on your communication. So uh, the uh, stammer with love, this is our motto. <laughs> stammering <Yeah>. with love. <laughs> yes. Nice, nice. I like that. Yeah, it's been really interesting seeing the photos that come out of Tisa. You know, since two thousand and nine, you know, small groups, and then this giant group shot, you know, this group photo <laughs> of all these people. Uh, so, con- con- congratulations on uh, on that. That's I can't do the math in my head. More than ten years, we'll just do that. <laughs> just say that. Tell me about the buffering T-shirt. Uh, sure, I can. I can like take take that 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 one. Um, so. Um, um, uh, we, we we had organized a, a workshop uh, in Pune, uh, which is a city city uh, in India. Um, it was it was actually a ride writing workshop, and uh, we 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 asked like um, uh, several people people who stammer to to kind of like write write their stories and sort of um, like about stammering and also. About their life, um, and we and we could kind of like had like a facilitated process of 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 several uh, several weeks. Uh, then we kind of like took took their stories and made it into a play. Uh, so we so we like oh, wow. um, so so like we uh, worked with 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 the director and also some pro- professional actors, and and also I think about five people people. Pe- pe- People, people who stammer, uh, who were part of the writing workshop, uh, act, acted in the play as well, and uh, um, yeah. So, 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 so then, like for for that play, uh, we, we like made we made these T-shirts um, uh, because uh, because the um, title title uh, title of the play was called "People, people Who Buffer." <laughs> Um, I love it. And, I'm stealing yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just writing this yeah. down. So, so <laughs> I got, I, I can, I, I, I can like send you, send you, send you, send you some like uh, YouTube clips from 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 that play. Oh, um, sure, I'd that. love to to include it in the show notes. Thanks. Yeah. Nice. Nice. And I hear and, and um. Oh, sorry. Were you about to say something? I I I just. We wanted to share. Um, we like one kind of a really, really nice moment. Moment, moment um, in the play was we we like did did this song uh, uh, called uh, ha, 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 "Hakla," uh, and the word the word "hakla hakla" like like means uh, stutterer in Hindi. Ah. Um, so yeah, so so we really, really so so we like did like like a song and dance on that. Um, <laughs> that that 
that was quite sort of uh, empowered, I guess. Um, ah, yeah, so I just wanted to share that. So there's a lot of fun happening in the TISA world. <laughs> For sure. Ah, cool. Cool. <laughs> Creativity, I guess, yeah. 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 And I see that uh, the Nash, that there's also a national con for con uh, conference, and this year it will be virtual. I know that there's no information yet. <laughs> um, can you tell me anything? If there's any public knowledge that you can share about the virtual conference, or or what you would expect out of um, bringing the actually, actually, maybe I should first ask: What are the national conferences like? the in-person before COVID <laughs> national conferences. Okay. Uh, so like uh, uh, national conferences are a place like where uh, uh, any person who's stammer can join. It's uh, it's like uh, like uh, we, we are always alone because of our stammering and uh, like, so this is a place to unite and to celebrate the stammering, not just to, uh, to be a uh, feel like I'm a victim of stammering, mm -hmm. to be to celebrating a diversity. So it's a, we take it as a festival to celebrate your stammering. Nice. And uh, and then like uh, about the uh, this year virtual conference. So like uh, our core team is talking about it. So um, like most probably it will going to happen. We are uh, collecting the ideas from people, and most probably it will happen. But uh, still like the the final approval will come from the national coordinator, like who is Harsh uh, Uzban. Mm -hmm. Very nice. Uh, and also, uh, I just I was kind of like share share like like what, what the um conf conferences are like. Um, so so I had gone to my first conference in 2013 uh, in Delhi, and and like at that time like I I I I had like just moved to India and was was having a hard time with Hindi. Didn't didn't really have any friends. And, and on top of that, like I was I was having a hard time with stammering like stuff. Uh, so, um, just, just, just in general, even with the public. So, so I went to that conference, and like, it just completely, you know, like, like we say, changed my life. Because, um, oh, wow. because, because I met all these people who stammer, and uh, just felt completely accepted. And, um, and, and also, one, one thing I liked a lot is, is that it was, it was a rel relatively smaller conference. So, so, so like maybe like a hundred. Uh, 120 people or so. Mm -hmm. So we we had everybody um, in one conference room, um, um, almost kind of like throughout the conference, and then um, um, and also um, I like the 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 um, activities. We 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 like we went outdoors and and, and talked to strangers. Uh, uh, we did like the voluntary stuttering with strangers. <laughs> First time I did that, and I'll, and um, yeah, and, and we kind of like played lots, lots of games, um, yeah, nice. like like movement movement based games, and uh, and just like in big circles and stuff like that. So, yeah, it, it was quite a um, uh, amazing experience. Oh, very uh, very nice. The NSA at Home Conference had just wrapped up last week, and before that, the Friends Conference um, felt like the vibe was still there, the in-person vibe, even though we were all distant and apart and connecting through Zoom. Um, safely assuming the same vibe will continue online for the uh, National Conference. 
yeah, I think I think so. I I hope so. Um, yeah, because it sounds sure. like because it sounds like you have um, quite a strong community as well. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I'd say so, and I think also like like it's in a way like quite 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 a de de uh, Decentralized, uh, empowered community in a way, kind of, oh, kind cool. of like like grassroots. Yeah. Um. So so like, each each like each uh, uh SSG or self help group that we call um like in different like uh, operate in different cities, and normally what happens is for the uh, uh, national conference, uh, a specific self help group in a city, for example, uh lab, uh well last. But last year it happened in Bo, Bo, Bhopal, right? Um, so, so the uh, self-help group in Bhopal kind of like took 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 the initiative to uh, to to like plan the conference. Oh wow! Um, yeah, that, that's so. a ve- that's a very cool idea because it's not the whole con- like the whole country. It's like by city. So, so I can imagine there'll be. Dif- like differences from one conference to the next, you know, this city or, you know, has this kind of a flavor to it. This one has that kind. That's very in- interesting. Yeah, yeah, cool, very, very cool. What's what's in store for the future of the Indian Stamina Association? COVID and not. Boo boo, depend. Did you want to take that take that question? Yeah, like uh, uh, for a future, like most of the associations are doing, they are doing a virtual meetings and uh, mm-hmm. and all. So this is what we are also doing. Uh, like we have uh, more this uh, the virtual hangouts, like uh, uh, more organized. Like uh, with uh, like uh, certainly like we we uh, we made some forms and all, and accordingly we do around like uh, four or five meetings a day. Wow. So in which, uh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. So, oh my gosh, so, a day. Uh, so, <laughs> This is this is what what we are doing currently. Like because uh, there are many of the people who want to host, and so I think this is a, a kind of a, a, a something good for the people who stammer, because now yeah. they have got some time to really work upon them. Because uh, and they are they are really very interested in hosting the meetings, and uh, they are also encouraging others to host. So I think wow. uh, it's it's really a good time to work on a stammering. Like, I think as an association, the different associations should also uh, work to encourage some people to uh, do the meetings online. Yeah, mm. my mind is blown. <laughs> <laughs> wow! And and like one the one thing I'd like to share share share, uh, uh, share as well is like uh, um, Tisa had had started an online course uh, for people no people who stammer mm-hmm. uh, called called. No, no, thy stammer. <laughs> <laughs> and um, what's the course about? So, so, so it's on like Google, 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 Google Classroom, mm-hmm. and it's about sort of um, kind of exploring your um, your stam, 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 uh, stammering history is like the, the um, first for first module, and then like there are like these like like core tasks. Um, oh. That you could kind of like a pro, 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 progressively uh, complete. 
Mm -hmm. um, and actually, lots of them are are like make, make making a video, um, yeah, like yeah. about yourself, and then uh, like um, making a video, making a video interviewing uh, uh, someone else about stammering, like, like their their thoughts on stammering. Um, Genius! Wow. Yeah, doc, doc, well, like doctor Sachin kind of like put a lot, lot into it. And, um, oh wow! Kudos! Wow, I gotta steal that idea. Just, <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah, and also it's a it's a free course. I wanted to, to, oh, nice. to mention that as well. And is it open to uh, people outside of India? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think so. <laughs> yes, there's no. Yeah. Okay, well, yeah. thank you for um, thank you for coming on and l letting me quickly interview you. And now we're going to listen to their interview, them interviewing me. <laughs> uh, so I want to welcome Daniel uh, here. Like, uh, so I think like we all know Daniel, like because of like the Frankie Banky character you have introduced, like of which I am a big fan of the, the character. So, like, how did this character come to your mind? Daniel. How did the character come to mind? Uh, you know what? Unfortunately, I have a boring answer. Oh, first, thank you for welcoming me. <laughs> uh, and thank you for having me on. Uh, sorry, my brain goes like this all of the time. Uh, unfortunately, I have a boring answer um, of how Frankie Banky came to be. Um, I guess it would start sometime in the 1990s when you know the internet first came to be, or a few years later. And, um, you know, if you, um, I'm not sure how young you are, if you're even born at that time, uh, but in the early days of the internet, of the web, um, you know, when e-commerce was all the rage, which is now all the rage thanks to COVID. But um, yeah, so I had, a, I had, well, still have a friend over in Europe um, who uh, asked me to design a cartoon character for a shopping website he was going to start up. And he wanted a fox character. And unfortunately, I had such a hard time drawing a fox. I couldn't design a fox. <laughs> um, but his project uh, didn't end up happening. Um, but for a few years, I kept up with the challenge. I have to draw this fox character. <laughs> I have to draw a fox character. Um, had the toughest time. And then um, one night, I'm just doodling drawing and okay let me give this fox character a try again and poof he just came out of nowhere i wanted to do something different tried it and he's like hey that's awesome <laughs> so that's all frankie bank so that's part one of my answer part two uh so after i started my podcast back in 2007 um uh no there were comics that i drew um but i wanted something more established more official um and then so um, I went back to this fox character that I drew. And I thought, you know what? I can picture him being the stuttering fox, you know, a character for my comics. And that's pretty much how he was born. The only thing is I didn't have a name <laughs> for him. Um, and so like the design, it was a hard time for me to find a name. I thought Francis. I thought, yeah, Francis Fox. I'm sure that's been done before. I mm -hmm. thought Fizz at one point, which makes no sense. Nothing really jumped out until one night, um, um, my niece, who was three years old at the time, I believe she was three, 
and she was learning rhyming words in school. And she was introduced to a family friend, and his name was Frank. Okay. And I don't know why, but she burst out laughing and she said, Frankie Banky, Frankie Banky. Okay. And right then I said, That's the name. Okay. Got it. <laughs> yeah. Got it. Okay. So, like, uh, uh, why, why is it a fox? Like, not a tiger or not like elephant or something else? Why is it yeah. only a fox? Yeah, it's an excellent question. Why is a fox? Just like I said, you know, in the beginning, I had a friend that needed a fox for his shopping cart company that had, you know, that they wanted a fox. Um, so there is no rhyme or reason um, to me choosing a fox as a stuttering character. It was more like, hey, I really like the look of this <laughs> of this fox design. Um, and um, and then I'll share a little bit of a secret. Well, now it's going to be open up to the whole world. Um, a secret where when I first drew Frankie Banky, he looked like this. But let me, I have my book with me right now. Um, uh, uh, here we go. I'm not sure if it's going to show up. So this is the very first drawing of Frankie Banky. And um, sorry? Uh, I'm saying it's, it's really, very really awesome. Like, oh, I, thanks. <laughs> Yeah, so I originally drew him without a mouth for some reason, and he looks a little bit kind of scared. So every time I kept drawing him, he had this, he gave me this impression of a worried person. Okay. And I thought, I'm being very careful with how I describe this. It's not what you may think I'm going to, uh, that I'm about to say. Um, I thought that having this, you know, social anxiety kind of anxiety caused by the negative reactions that he caused that he got from his stuttering um, or stammering as you know you say say in india i thought that was like a nice fit um but that's why i draw frankie banky in having a having a positive attitude towards the stuttering a positive outlook uh because that's what the whole um i guess branding around frankie banky is um yet you know like all of us you know he still suffers from all those uh, those negative thoughts that we have in our heads, you know, from from way back years ago when people, um, you know, gave us that negative reaction. Um, but really, there is no rhyme or reason, you know, why he's a fox. That's he. I just chose one day. Let me see what character I can design. Another thing is um, I'm not very good at drawing people. <laughs> no, there are times that I regret, you know, maybe I shouldn't have gone with an animal character, maybe a person character would have been more, more uh, effective, but so far so good. People like Frankie Banky, <laughs> so I think he's going to stay. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, uh, uh, I really love Frankie Banky, okay. And so, like, uh, uh, how, how do you, you like, uh, draw, draw this, like, Frankie Banky? You use some software or, like, uh, uh, doodling or something by hand you draw? Like, how do you make yeah. it? How do I make it? Um, well, I'm older, <laughs> so I'm from the Gen X days. So, mm -hmm. but I'm Gen X yet I'm very technical. So, uh, to be honest, uh, because I grew up drawing with paper and pencil, that's how I draw paper pencil. Then I go over it with marker. Then I scan. Then I erase a pencil. Then I scan, um, and then I use Photoshop to uh, you know clean things up. Um, but I also use my iPad sometimes to draw quick drawings for social media, for the Stuttering School Facebook page and what have you, because the process works a lot faster. <laughs> and, um, and then also I don't have to worry about, too much about getting paint, you know, messed all over the place and all of that stuff. So really, 
uh, I use both. And I seem to be transi- very slowly transitioning over to the iPad more and more to draw. But uh, I love the tactile feeling of pencil and paper and, you know, the eraser and all that stuff. Yeah. Okay. Uh, thanks, Daniel. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I'm just going to the website, like, uh, starting is cool. So I just get to know about the tiger analogy. So uh, would you like to explain, like, what is the tiger analogy? Yeah. Give me a second while I take a drink. Yeah, yeah, sure. Because I have such a dry mouth right now. Um, so the tiger analogy was actually invented by a friend of mine who uh, makes an appearance throughout my book. I mentioned him many times in the book, uh, Dr. Greg Snyder. Uh, he also stutters, um, and he's a stuttering researcher in the, in the United States. And one day he noticed um, he was at the zoo, um, at a zoo where if you pay like you can pay a fee and you, they'll let you play with the baby tigers, believe it or not. <laughs> I guess they're safe enough for anybody. Just walk in and, hey, let's play. Um, and he noticed every time he turned his back on a baby tiger, the baby tiger would try to pounce on him and take him down. But when he faced the tigers, they would, you know, sit and behave and they wouldn't do anything. So that made him realize, ah, this works just like stuttering, that if the tiger represents stuttering, um, uh, then um, when you turn your back on stuttering, so be it switching your words, avoiding social situations, um, or even denying that you stutter, you know, no, 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 I, I don't stutter, I'm just going to switch words, and, or uh, things like uh, that, um, then stuttering, in other words, will pounce on you. It's going to take over, it's going to take control over you. But when you face your fears of, of stuttering openly, getting that negative reactions that we always get <laughs> uh, for, the, for uh, the most part, then the tiger backs down. You have more uh, control over your life. You, know, you can stutter on your terms, your own terms. Um, and then all of a sudden, you start um, showing people your tiger. You know, you're showing off your tiger. The tiger's on its leash. It's behaving, um, and then, uh, and then that's when you start disclosing your stuttering, telling people, "Yeah, I stutter, and there's no big deal." And what I've noticed, um, especially in the early days of my podcast, when um, I wasn't used to the idea of telling people that I stuttered, um, I've noticed that when you do tell people that you stutter, uh, you create this. Or, or people see you in a more positive light because you're um, okay with your stuttering enough and brave enough to stutter openly in front of people. Um, so that's what that whole tiger analogy is all about. And that's the tiger right there <laughs> on the wall there. Um, and again, there's no rhyme or reason. <laughs> uh, be, uh, no, no, no. There is a rhyme or reason why it's a tiger character. Um but going back to the, the, the design of Frankie Banky, yeah, foxes are orange. <laughs> they tend to be orange. So is a tiger. So I got to figure out how do I, if I ever do color comics, how do I, because they're both, you know, orange. But fortunately, there are many different types of species of fox around the world. There's even a black fox. So it's a good thing I made him into a black fox. So. <laughs> Phew. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, like uh, like you you have just told like uh, when we say a person that I stutter like 
before like starting a conversation or something so it really helps us a lot i to do did it like uh, when we use the batches like uh, in pizza we are having a batches like uh, stammer with love and all so like i do feel like this thing really helps so uh, i do agree with you on this like to telling a person it really helps us a lot okay yeah. so uh, now coming to like your journey like you have uh, started the it's sort of social and uh, like how this started like sort of social you started yeah stutter social i'm so glad that we started stutter social excuse me again yeah yeah this is so embarrassing um yeah stutter social started in 2011 long story short um i was at the national stuttering association conference in the united states and i made a new friend there david resnick uh we both shared the same um experience history interest in digital technology uh even the professional history the the professional work that we do in digital technology and he already had a conversation with somebody else Dr. Mitch Trishon um so the reason why i mention these names cuz we're the co-founders um so Mitch um he also stutters he um his uh his specialty in the research that he does into stuttering is in the effectiveness of support groups for people who stutter so he so him and david uh they were having this conversation and uh, about you know wouldn't it be great to continue the conference feel after the conference you know so from Mitch's point of view it it was you know we you know group video chats would be a great thing for us um to have because we don't have to physically go to a place over here where we have snowstorms <laughs> you know it's difficult to drive in a snowstorm you know um you know i guess um you know in india you have you know the rainy season i believe <laughs> so maybe it's the same kind of thing yeah. or if there is no support group in your area right um and then for david uh his idea was well um and i'm and i'm assuming this is the same thing at the atisa conferences during a conference you know you're at a hotel uh, or you know you travel some place and you're with other people who other people who stammer and you're the majority right it's a fun time it's this oasis of stuttering where the majority of people that stutter um and then once you leave you go back to the real world it's kind of depressing you know and i've noticed that with other types of conferences not stuttering where after a conference everyone's depressed because they were having such a fun time so he thought you know something like group video chats would be that great way of continuing that conference feel and having the support and this was 2011 and it was right after uh, Google Plus launched yeah. and um so we thought okay let's, let's give it a try and in fact we first tried it with Skype group calls and then we thought hey let's try with Google Plus and the rest is history it took off like a shot and it's great to see other organizations doing the same thing especially now during covid Well, you saw an explosion <laughs> of Zoom chats and all that stuff, so it's good to see that. Yeah, absolutely. Like I, I too believe like the idea is really, really good because uh, I too just joined the TISA. So in my area, there was no self-help group. So what I also started doing a hangout call. So like mm. uh, this, this idea really like helping all over the world. So I want to thank, especially thank you for starting with such a, such a social <laughs> a, a inspiration for everyone. Okay. Yeah, it's in, it's interesting um over time seeing 
the feedback that we got and seeing other tools that people are using around the world, like oh, like no WhatsApp groups yeah. and um, you know the Zoom chats. Even now, seeing like for example, the NSA using uh, sorry the NSA chapters having karaoke, you know, in their Zoom chats right now, or now with with a virtual conference, right? Because now because of COVID, everything's closing down. And it'll be interesting to see, wow, this is going to be interesting. I've also um, uh, dabbled a little bit in uh, conducting live cartooning workshops um, to see, you know, let's see what happens. So I had someone from Turkey, from Germany, the States, Canada join in. It's a lot of fun, this this digital technology that can really erase uh, geographical distances. And it was really cool in some stutter socials where it's nighttime where I am, but I could see the sunrise in someone's window, <laughs> you know, like as it rises. It's very, very cool. So, yeah. Okay. So, it's really, very really interesting. Okay. So, like, uh, now coming on, like, uh, what are the social challenges you faced because of stammering? Because there are always, like, the some of the challenges we always face in the society we live. Sorry, could you, could you repeat that? Yeah, yeah, like I'm asking about the what are the social challenges you faced uh, because of stammering? Ah, yeah, there's a lot. <laughs> um, so if I understood correctly, uh, the, 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 the challenges that I've experienced with stuttering throughout my life, yeah, ee, everything from uh, answering, you know, the question in class, do I dare raise my hand? Because... Um, not to incite fear to anyone that's <laughs> watching, but uh, when you're the one putting up your hand, suddenly the classroom feels like it's this giant classroom full of people uh, versus when you're not lifting up your hand, you're just among the crowd. Um, other challenges, yeah, or, or during food. Um, it's that fear of judgment from others, even though I don't know them. And... Uh, that stuff sticks. Like, like despite the fact that, yeah, I've written a book about, <clears throat> excuse me, about you know, hey, you know, desensitize yourself. You know, how to desensitize from all this stuff. Um, the habits are still there from when I was a kid because I've done this all the time. And I remember there was one story when I had a friend uh, visit. He also stutters, and he was asked, and we were talking about, um, you know, we had gone to a restaurant to order a burger, a fast food restaurant. And I, and I complimented him. I said, oh, I noticed that you, know, you stuttered your order, but you didn't mention that you stuttered. You didn't disclose, you just plowed ahead. And you know, the woman tried to finish her sentence. You just kept going and it was like nothing happened. And he said, and he asked me then why, no, he said something like, um, I feel like I don't need to disclose. I just stutter, that's just what I do, I don't need and that really lit a light bulb in my head going, holy crap, he's right. <laughs> you know, and that's when I realized, wow, I'm really, like, I still fear the judgment of perfect strangers. Um, uh, let's see what else. Other challenges would be conference calls at work because they can't see me, you know, doing my secondaries and all that stuff. So uh, those fun moments where you're like, let me see if I could do this. So. I'm in a room full of people. I'm the one chairing the conference call. Half the people I didn't mention that I stuttered. I didn't formally tell them that I stuttered. And 
bunch of people on a call. I'm like, okay, just so you know, I speak with a stutter. <laughs> you know, it's not that the conference call hung up, but you know, uh, things like that. Other uh, challenges, um, it's mostly the typical stuff. Um, uh, other, other I would have to say when I'm speaking with um, people of authority, a lot of times, because, um, and what I mean is like on the job, for, for example, because I need to know that they know that they could trust me. And because of all the misconceptions about stammering, it's like, oh, he's nervous, he's worried, he's a weak character, right? So um, I always try to uh, slip in a relevant <laughs> disclosure of my stuttering. So that's, so that's a challenge in itself, like how to do it so gracefully with a smile, not make the other person feel uncomfortable. Oh no, did I make you know, Dan feel uncomfortable? You know, things like, like that, yeah. So stuttering, yeah. So like a baby tiger that's very uh, mischievous and very unpredictable, stuttering is unpredictable. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Unpredictable. Like uh, what make it cool for you? Like as you like say the stuttering is cool. So mm. what makes the stuttering cooler? Yeah, what makes it cool is the fact that Number one, I'm not the only one. There are millions of others who stammer around the world. Uh, number two, you know, like I've mentioned earlier, I've learned that when you mention that you stutter, um, you know, the look in people's eyes, oh, wow, you're so, like I was told, you're so brave, you're so awesome, you're so courageous for, um, be, because what I think, what I'm assuming is happening is the person who has never stuttered before uh, they're thinking, wow, I don't, I don't even think I could go walk around outside if I stuttered. Um, and so they see us as, wow, we're so brave, you know, this and this. And, and, and that feels good. Like, that feels good. Now, mind you, um, what's not cool is the negative feedback that we get. Uh, the misconceptions about stuttering. Um, what's not cool is... You know, the fact that it's very hard, it can be hard for those of us who stutter a lot, um, like with a, with a higher volume to find a job. Um, you know, you never know, you know, did I not get the job because of my stammering or did I not get the job because someone else just had more skills, you know, than I did. Um, uh, yeah, um, so that's what makes stuttering cool, especially, and going back to Stutter Social and the support groups, and you know, associations like TISA and associations like the NSA, the CSA in Canada, the ABC. Um, it's that when you have that support group and you're sharing each other's experiences that are so common, like you, like you grow up thinking, I'm the only one that's coming up with all of these tricks to switch words, trick people into talking for us. Uh, I'm the only one that's being laughed at. I'm the only one that's feeling awkward or feeling inferior. But the reality is when you meet others who stutter, you're like, whoa, it's not unique. It's you understand me. And that's what makes it cool. Because especially when you start uh, encouraging each other, you start making jokes about stuttering with each other. Uh, and then you meet up in person, right? It's a big part. Like I've seen the pictures from the TISA. Uh, meetups and the conferences. I'm like, I gotta go there. <laughs> so that's what so that's what makes it cool. I know it's a very controversial thing to say. Stuttering is cool. Uh, 
because, I mean, really, it's not, right? Um, but it's only because we're in a society that being different is, is looked down upon, yet praised at the same time. <laughs> so I think that's where the coolness comes in. Like once you, once you show the people that you're talk, disclosing to that you're okay with their stuttering, um, then they're okay with it, you know, yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, thanks, Daniel. I do. I feel like the stuttering is cool because it gives us a chance, like to like to the to like show the world the importance of patience. Because like the world around us is not much patient. So that is so like, true. So we can we can at least we can teach the world like okay the importance of patience. Yeah. 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 And and I've always and I always come across you know on my stuttering. Um, surfing that I do all over the web in the starting community every every so often it comes up where someone has written something like you know I'm teaching people how to listen you know we're the most patient listeners because we know what it's like you know things like that yeah, yeah. so like um like do you do you think like the stammering make a person creative also like because we just we just kept like uh, alone like in, in our childhood like I, I too like kept alone so we are having so many creative ideas in our brain. So do you feel like it, like uh, a person who's stammer also be creative? I think there's a car accident happening outside of your place. <laughs> you know, uh, do I think you you know what you raise you raise an excellent point. I never really thought of that because um, being alone all the time growing up, or um, and then also being creative in how to avoid. <laughs> <laughs> saying such words and such like that um or even creative in how to switch words <laughs> um you know what i don't see why you why you why not um like even looking at the i said online conference um international starting awareness day online conference there we go um there's a section on artworks like, or creativity where people are submitting videos and um you know, poems, songs, you know, for me, comics. Um, and thanks to digital tools like YouTube, you know, every you know, smartphone has a camera. Uh, people are, there are millions of videos <laughs> of people who stammer, you know, in all different languages. Um, could they? I don't see why not. Um, uh, often what I talk about in my workshops uh, about cartooning is the idea of, <clears throat> excuse me, um, um, having a creative outlet to make sense of your feelings around your speech. Uh, what I do in my creative workshop, because it's cartooning, so we draw comics, you know, we draw a comic of a real stuttering situation that we've experienced, and we change the ending to be the opposite, you know, and then see how that feels and all that stuff. Um, yeah, there's lots of people I know who stutter, who are musicians, <clears throat> writers, or where they become a writer. Uh, because they feel that, oh, I can't stutter on the job. Let me find a job that doesn't involve talking, which is funny because jobs always involve talking no matter what. <laughs> yeah. Are you are you creative yourself? Do you have a creative outlet? Like, uh, I, I, I currently, I'm like doing my like fashion technology. So I, I work like for like fashion kind of things, like garments and all. So this is a thing which is also a part of a creative things only. So I just I just met many many people like who are like very creative. So this question come to my mind. 
Mm, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Like like uh, Daniel, like how you get the inspiration uh, for like the 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 comic you make, the characters you make, like from where you get the inspiration for that? Yeah. Uh, again, I have another boring answer for for this really good question, though. Where do I get it? It depends. <laughs> I get it from many different places. So sometimes, believe it or not, an idea just pops in my head. You know, I could be on a walk, taking a shower, whatever. Poof, hey, that would make a funny story. Um, a lot of uh, my ideas come from my own experiences um so in my book for example uh there are some where i just you know i change the ending to make it more funny um uh what else would there be uh, a lot of times i get even ideas from other places like other comics other movies uh tv shows what have you and it would spark an idea hey I wonder what would happen if that character stuttered so i would take that situation put frankie banky in it and then see uh excuse me what goes on um so a, a lot of times in the in the frankie banky comics ideas come from um other people's stuttering experiences or my own uh like the mask one there's a comic i posted recently about stuttering while wearing a mask mm-hmm. and while grocery shopping people can't tell <laughs> that you're even trying to talk uh so things like that um and then what i'm also working on now is a graphic novel a frankie banky and tiger graphic novel where my aim is um he just happens to stutter you know a protagonist who happens to stutter so we'll take you know any marvel movie let's pretend iron man stuttered what if, what if you know he stuttered so something where um yeah so really my ideas come from so many different places and the and and that's typically how creativity seems to work um you can get ideas from walking out in nature you know you see like a rabbit hop around and it gives you an idea hey what if the rabbit slammed himself into the tree that would be hilarious if i drew a comic and you know or he slams into the tree and then his stammering ends you know for a day what what would happen you know things like that yeah okay uh, thanks for the daniel for sharing this like i'm also like waiting for the book which you're making like okay So oh, it's uh, going to be a while. It's going to be a while. <laughs> it's going to be a while because that plot keeps getting longer and longer. I'm like, oh boy, <laughs> you got to keep it short. <laughs> okay. So like uh, in, in TISA, uh, we, we just usually talk about the acceptance, like the acceptance mm-hmm. of uh, assembling. So like, what are your opinions about the acceptance? Yeah. Acceptance is the greatest thing to ever happen to me. One of the greatest things to happen because um what happened to me was um in 2007 so i started my podcast 2000 in november of that year and before that um so i'd say september so before september in that year actually since i was born up until september 2007 um when i always thought stuttering was bad you know something to hide something to be ashamed about when i learned from the thanks to the internet again did digital tools and support systems and all that stuff hearing from others who stutter saying um i disclose i just tell people that i stutter like that idea alone uh blew my mind you know let me go what you could tell people that you stutter um you know i was learning about uh you know people who have friends who stutter like people who stutter with friends who stutter 
And I'm like, what? That's what I needed. Because the year before, I, I had been searching for uh, speech therapy again. Mm-hmm. And I thought, but something stopped me. I'm like, but I need something more. I don't know what it is. And it seemed a little strange. And it was that. I needed that support system. Um, and yeah. And so acceptance, um, I know, is a very controversial word um, because it has two different meanings, <laughs> right? Um, or two different interpretations. It could be interpreted as fine, I accept that I stuttering, take over my life, I'm not even going to bother to, to try. Or it could mean stuttering is just something that I do, whatever. Like, it could be a weight problem, it could be a height problem, it could be another, um, like it could be a health issue that I have, like a chronic health issue, or it could be something else. Stuttering just happens to be my thing. I'm not going to l- let it stop me just because I stutter. I just stutter, dude, it's fine. Don't worry, you know, um, and I can, and it opens up conversations. Oh yeah, I have a brother who stuttered when he was a kid. He used to put pebbles in his rocks. Don't do that. You're going to swallow them, then you'll choke, uh, you know, things like, like that. And what I've learned in just simply accepting it, your life gets better, right? Because you're happier. You're not bothered. Like you have more space in your head to be bothered about other stuff, <laughs> you know, um, versus something that really, you only have a limited amount of control over. Um, there is something, uh, I was listening to a podcast, nothing to do with stuttering. They were talking about uh, ACT, uh, Acceptance Commitment Therapy. Um, and, and they were interviewing the guy who invented it. And he was saying, even in psychology circles, the term acceptance has its misinterpretations. And he was saying the exact same thing. Some people see it as resignation. Other people see it as bring it all i'm gonna face my fears right <laughs> so that's what accepting yeah we just gotta find another word for it for years i've been trying to find that other word just can't find it so i i i, I think i could just say for now okay with it <laughs> you know be okay with it instead of stuttering <laughs> okay. yeah that's, that's what to say like it's okay to stammer because like we are not doing like any crime or something we're just stammering and it's not a crime yeah, yeah. yeah. And could you imagine if it was a crime? <laughs> <laughs> then, by all means, hide it. <laughs> okay. So, uh, like, you might also feel like uh, sometimes it's very difficult to aware people. Like, uh, we have we try like to aware people about the stammering and all, but like uh, the people like like always see it as a negative thing. It's mm. like uh, how like what do you think like how we can aware the people? Like, no, like mm. it's nothing bad in the stammering. Yeah. Um, Going back to creativity and back to digital tools that anybody can use, right? To a certain degree. (laughs) I don't don't know how people can use Snapchat, but um, we all have the ability, like it's up to us who stutter, who stammer to spread awareness because no one's going to do it for us because we're the experts in what it feels like to stutter. We're the experts in um, what it feels like when someone's you know, making the faces or they're trying to finish our, our sentences, things like that. So, and we're the ones that are passionate in uh, that. You know, there are people who don't stutter that would help us, sure. <laughs> but for the most part, it's us. Um, and um, what, I, what I enjoy seeing are people that um, get out outside of the stuttering world or the stuttering fishbowl that I call it and into the world to spread awareness, be it 
like there's a festival going on and you know how they have booths all over the place so here's a booth it's like an nsa booth here it's a tisa booth or a bsa booth um uh everything from you know you tell your family and friends you know to uh, a plan that i have with my stuttering school book i'm planning uh my plan with my book the next book the graphic novel that i'm writing is more out of awareness to spread awareness take him out of the stuttering fishbowl into the world of hey here's a character who stutters he just happens to stutter but he's competent he's a, he's a, he's a leader he solves mysteries you know whatever um so i'm thinking i'm looking at creating a frankiepinky.com website for the rest of the world because if i'm trying to create awareness i can create it with a website called stuttering school i think <laughs> because it kind of um like it works within the stuttering community but outside in the world um it's it erases below the waterline of the iceberg the stuttering iceberg right um so yeah so long story short use the talents that you have that anybody can spread awareness um whether it's through song through pamphlets through talking in schools and all and all of that stuff you never know who you're going to touch who you're going to uh what's the word oh what's the word i'm thinking of motivate um encourage encourage mm -hmm. motivate yeah into hey if he can stammer then so can i you know um that's what i like about the tiger character right for us he represents stuttering but for other people who don't stutter he can represent another challenge in their lives Absolutely. right so yeah so you know you have the tools do it you have the talent you have the passion yeah definitely yeah create i mean i hope that answers your question it's just what tell one person at a time i guess <laughs> okay thanks thanks for like this this uh, this answer like this, this is really i like this also like through our creative ways we can like uh, uh, encourage or motivate people to know like to aware people about this family okay yeah. so like uh, um like what do you think like about the interviews and the stammering that's like that, that's a that's a deadly combination for people always even for people who don't stutter i job interviews are <laughs> nerve-wracking they're awful <laughs> um yeah job interviews you know what they're a great example of um um in life there are things we have control over things life we don't have control over uh and that's things like you know i i don't have any control over what that empl potential employer thinks of what my, of me of my character of my stammering for example that person may be thinking i can't hire this person because i can't have him um stuttering on the phone i don't think i can have him talking to clients or thing like that but i have no way of knowing that i have no way of knowing if you know if that person is thinking well look at all these skills like i got to hire this person awesome i really hope that we hire this person i have 15 other interviews to do but this was definitely my first choice i have no idea um fortunately we have things that are under our control and that's things like you know telling them oh by the way i just i just happened to stutter you know um it's never what i usually say is 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 as i inform them you know truthfully that it's never my stutter has never gotten in the way 
of my job performance. Um, and then, so there's what we can control, can control, and what we can influence. So in my responses in job interviews, I ensure that I include examples um, where I've spoken to people at work, where I've spoken to clients, vendors, whatever it is, um, to show, oh, he's spoken to other clients. So it's a, it's a way of saying, yes, I can, it's, it's a way of backing up my claim of saying stuttering never got in the way by saying, I've spoken to people, right? Another thing you can do is, um, you know, there's often a question that pops up in stammering groups across the internet. You know, do you mention stammering in your cover letters or your resumes or your LinkedIn? That's a personal preference. Um, what I've always, and I think I wrote in my book too, where I wrote, um, you know, you can even show, like you don't need to mention stammering, but you could show things like if you are a leader of a support group, if you've taken Toastmasters group, right? It shows, oh, this guy's speaking, 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 right? <laughs> Obviously, it's not an issue, speaking, speaking, right? So you're proving it, right? Um, it's things like that. Employers love leaders, people who take charge. So if you're involved with, say, TSAT, right, you can even mention that, right? It's my volunteer experience with the Indian Stammering Association. So you've mentioned stammering, <laughs> right? Um, but it's nothing like, oh, by the way, I, I stutter. It's like, but what does that have to do with your skills and, you know, what I, what I need you to do on the job? Um, and then in the end, yes, you know, there is a chance, you know, someone else will get the job. Um, but not necessarily because of your stammering. But I know people you know, who, who have a high volume of stuttering. And, you know, they do legitimately, you know. I don't blame them to think, I don't know, I think my stuttering is because, like, I get, you know, I get that fourth interview, they really interested, but someone else gets it. The thing is to be aware that I've, I, I know many people who don't stutter, the exact same thing, they get that fourth interview, they don't get the job. Another, like, 30 interviews later, like, job interviews, separate places, they're getting the second, third, fourth interview, they don't get the job. So it's not necessarily a maybe, right? Because we never know, right? Um, unless they flat out, you know, in a job interview and they would say, no, has your, has your stuttering ever? Now, in some countries, it's illegal to ask that. But should it come up, here's your chance to say, yeah, you know, I know that, you know, it may appear, maybe you don't say it that way. <laughs> you know, you can say, no, it's never gone in, in the way a lot of people have been patient with, with me. And I just explain, here's what I do. And um, and yeah, and unfortunately, it's tailored to the individual. So I can't give you a formula because it's all down to your comfort level, you know, of what to do. In the beginning, yeah, I tried different tactics, you know, not disclosing in a job interview, disclosing in a job interview um, uh, and all that stuff. So it all depends on what you're most comfortable with. That's the important factor because everyone's nervous in a job interview and we know how nerves can fuel stuttering, right? And, um, and yes, it would be nice to be able to control as much as we can uh, the thoughts that go in their mind, like, you know, but in the end, yeah, uh, because you want to appear confident, you know, and unfortunately, stuttering is still seen as a sign of 
not having confidence you know absolutely yeah. like uh, so like i can conclude like uh, like we should like mainly focus on our skills like rather than like uh, like uh, what we are speaking rather than the how we are speaking like we should concentrate on what like yeah. our, our skill set and all we should not worry exactly. about exactly yeah see i think you should be writing writing a book about this too <laughs> <laughs> speaking of creative creativity <laughs> so uh, so like uh, what are your your other hobbies daniel like i know like you you do, you make cartoons and all like but what what are the other hobbies you really like to do oh wow i have too many to be honest you know you know what it goes back to what you mentioned earlier about you know uh being younger and you know alone all the time so i had a lot of time <laughs> on my hands to try many different interests and you know they've stuck with me so i enjoy going to the gym i enjoy nature walks i enjoy traveling you know when I, when i can um you know reading uh lately i've been reading a lot of non-fiction before it was all fiction books and i enjoy reading a lot of graphic novels and here's my guilty pleasure i like reading graphic novels for kids they're a lot more fun <laughs> and uplifting than the ones for adults because they tend to be darker because they talk about people's horrible experiences right and uh so yeah uh what else do i enjoy doing oh listening to music listening to uh, public broadcasters from around the world to get a different perspective from over here from the north american perspective yeah there's a ton of stuff <laughs> that i uh, that i do which is partially why it's taking a long time for this book to be made this next book <laughs> uh thanks yeah. thanks for like sharing your hobbies like i will ask from dhruv uh, dhruv do you want to ask something from daniel hi guys hello <laughs> i've been i've been listening to the conversation so uh what one kind of uh i guess personal comment to have and i guess a question that you could sort of um, address perhaps is for myself, and I've seen this with other people as well, um, that I think, so when I first heard about acceptance, I loved it. I was like, wow, I accept that. like my stuttering and it's fantastic. Um, and then I think for a while, so, so but um, what happened then was I began to sort of, like really accept my blocks, you know? Mm. Like I'm in this massive block, I'm putting my head down and stuff, but I'm like, you know, you, you know, like it's okay to stutter. So what I'm doing is okay. Um, yeah, yeah. And I and think it's I'm- It's such a cool feeling, right? Like you're letting that stutter out. You're not forcing that energy back in, right? Yeah. yeah. Not, sorry, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Like it, it's, a, it's a fantastic feeling. And I think though, like, um, but but then at the same time, I think where I am now, um, I kind of realize that like, so while I I while of course it's okay to stutter, like I know that from the bottom of my heart, um, but then at the same time, um, I know that there's a way to stutter more easily, mm-hmm. and I'm kind of now like balancing that between yeah it's okay to stutter, and now how can I uh, really get out my true stuttering? Because I think that my like behaviors that I've been doing, like putting my head down um, and sort of avoiding eye contact and all that stuff, like that's all other stuff that I've learned that's sort of mm-hmm. not really, like 
maybe maybe you've heard the term clean stuttering. Um, I don't know if you've heard that. But... Do you mean what I've heard was graceful stuttering? Like, is that the same thing? Like where you're stuttering gracefully? <laughs> yeah, another way. Sure. <laughs> is is that that what you mean? So instead of this big train wreck out of control, it's more like a okay, I'm in control. I'm just gonna let the stutter out. It's like the whole um, voluntary stuttering is one technique of doing that. Uh, like using these speech tools, like to gain that more control over your mouth. You're you're not hiding the stuttering, but you're still letting it out. Like, is that what you mean? True. Um, yeah. Uh, so, so, um, like that, that, that's kind of like, I think kind, kind of what I mean, but I think sometimes also like for me, I've kind of used some of these tools to further hide my stuttering. So for example, I've used like, like bouncing, for example, uh, like bouncing or prolongation or even like voluntary stuttering to sort of, still in a way suppress my real stuttering and to be honest i still don't know what my real stuttering is uh, <laughs> yeah it's like uh, i don't recognize it anymore no yeah but but like some moments when when i'm just like trying trying like not to sort of just hide it all and and also just trying to be very aware of what's going on and not rush yeah. and just be very careful i like um like be, feel myself sort of um, doing things that I know are not connected with my speaking. Like I was saying, like I'm, I'm closing mm -hmm. my eyes, you know, like that's not actually stuttering. It's like a, like you were saying, a, a secondary. So it's not a secondary or, or you're just saying, let me just look around, <laughs> like look away so I can have my moment. What you're talking about really is something that I've had a conversation with an SLP recently. And he was saying, and we were talking about, um, you know, we have, we seem to have these two camps of stuttering thought on the internet where it's like, you know, it's, you know, stutter openly. It is wrong to, you know, to fear stuttering. It is wrong to hide your stuttering. Oh, you're covert. That's wrong. And then you have the other camp is saying it is wrong to stutter openly. You must control your speech, practice every day and all that stuff. If you're accepting it, you have defeated, you know, uh, or you're defeated, right? And then my uh, friend SP was saying, there's no middle, let, no, he says, nobody talks about the middle ground. There is a middle ground. And uh, so what you're talking about is what I talked about earlier, um, uh, back to that burger joint, <laughs> that, that burger story where it's like, oh, I'm still fearing the judgment of strangers, right? Um, we're human, right? And it's okay. You know, so my SP friend was saying, it's okay to, you know, you're not always going to be Mr. Superman that's going to, you know, who's fearless, absolutely fearless with the stuttering. You know, I mean, in my thinking, you know, we're, you know, old habits die really hard right, over the years, right? Uh, you know, the world still doesn't understand stuttering, right? People understand wheelchairs because they could see it. But we still don't understand stutter, or not we, but, you know, we still need the awareness, right? So there's still that fear, and it's okay. It's okay to go covert once in a while. It's okay if, you know what, I'm just not feeling it t t today. Um, you know, I'm just going to switch, right? Um, you, know, you know, like, it's funny how, you know, we grew up, you know, in the covert days, 
you know, beating ourselves over the head. Oh, I stuttered, I stuttered, I stuttered. And then once we learn about acceptance, being open, being, you know, overt about it, it's like, oh, I hid, I hid, I hid. You know, there's no middle ground of, you know what? I forgive myself for that. I'm going to try next time, right? Um, and that's something that I've learned today, especially uh, the last, I can't do the math in my head, uh, X number of years since 2007, doing my podcast and now my book where I find myself thinking, I cannot be covert because then I'm being a big hypocrite. <laughs> so a lot of, so not only am I fearing the judgment of strangers, I'm fearing the judgment of, you know, people that read my book, <laughs> you know, people, you know, that like, uh, thank you, thank you, which is a great way. Um, uh, it's another way of saying, you know, I only answer to myself. Like if, like if I'm going to be covert, then it's my own fault for doing it. But I forgot. But I forgot about the fact that I'm only human, and you're a human. You know, uh, everybody is human, and it's okay to, um, you know, once in to once in a while. Yeah, I'm gonna use these tools so I can control myself. Because I'm speaking to this angry CEO who's demanding answers now, right? He doesn't want, uh, you know, to sit and wait because nobody has patience in anymore. Yeah, those situations. I'll switch. I'll hide. I'll whatever. Just get off my back right? <laughs> or here's the answer you need other situations. Hey, I just b -b 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 bought a boat the other day or, you know, what, whatever, uh, the water cooler. Um, I would say as long as you're fully mindful, right. Of why you're hiding in the, in that moment, take those little steps out of the comfort zone. You know what? I'm not going to use a speech to why, you know, or, uh, you know, clean stuttering is not necessarily covert stuttering. It's not necessarily, I mean, I, I know there's that fine line between, I had a conversation with somebody else saying, you know, how she was feeling that acceptance is another way of saying no. If she wants to use speech tools, it's another way of saying stuttering is bad. So how could she say that she accepted her stuttering? It's quite the mind bed, right? Quite the philosophical conversation which I don't have the answers to right um, but I think we're never fearless like I mean soldiers are never like I'm just gonna walk into a war zone I don't care that doesn't happen right I had another conversation with a friend who was saying even superheroes right they have their vulnerability their vulnerabilities they have their moments of okay, I need to step away <laughs> and I need to stop and think or, you know, things like that. So, yeah. Does that answer your question or? Yeah, yeah. Because we can so. go on for hours about this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I think, yeah, um, you know, yeah. we we like have a saying in TISA that I think uh, the, the founder of TISA coined, Dr. Sachin, uh, he says like, accept, accept stammering, but don't accept poor communication. I like that one. Yeah, because that goes back to uh, to our earlier conversation. Um, it's not how you say it; it's what you say, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And I think at times, I think I think the um, point I was making was like you know, um, good communication at times is also how you say it. Um, you know, with the eye contact, mm. your tone, and. Oh, tone for sure. <laughs> tone for sure. Yeah, the eye contact. Yeah, yeah uh, the eye. Yeah, the eye contact is. Um, eye contact uh, creates that connection. 
right? Like regardless of stuttering, it, it makes that connection because when wow. somebody looks away, it implies, hmm, what is that person trying to hide? Are they lying, right? Um, and uh, Mitch Trishon, you know, uh, made this excellent observation um, where he was saying, um, you know, his theory is that when people that we speak to look away uh, while we're tr- while 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 we're in a stutter, they look away because maybe perhaps they're you know they recognize we're in a vulnerable moment, and they're giving us that privacy in that moment. Um, yeah, it's a whole, like I said, I can go on for hours on this. It's more of like a, like, it's kind of like a deeply philosophical question of, um, you know, when you stutter as you maintain the eye contact, you know, it's that vulnerable moment you're sharing that vulnerability and and you make that even stronger connection with that person, which in the end is like, wow, this guy stuttered through and he didn't hide it. This person is very confident in this stuttering. So even though we're dying inside <laughs> and we just want to hide, we're appearing, well, and he still talks, you know, or she, if you're a woman, right? Uh, you know, it works both ways. Um, yeah, it's fascinating. And all this because simply the world doesn't have enough stuttering awareness yet. There will be a time, it could be 200 years from now, or it could be 20 days from now. Um, until that day happens, yeah, then we're, yeah, struggling with all this stuff or wrestling with this idea of I am accepting, I'm using speech tools, but have I used speech tools because I'm fearing judgment or am I using speech tools or speech techniques or communication techniques such as disclosing the stuttering? Because I just want to explain why I'm talking like like uh, this or, yeah, fascinating to me. Yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah, me too. I think it's fascinating. I think we, we can talk about this for, for hours. Um, so... so I think I'll invite uh, Bupendra back. I don't know if I'm, I'm sure he's still. I'm, I'm sure you're still here. But I think um, if you wanna, I, I don't know if you have any final questions or anything else that you wanted to discuss. Hello. Yeah. Hello. 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 <laughs> yeah. I think like my camera like having some issue. I think I can't be able to see. Okay, it's fine. It's fine. So like uh, like that. That's all question. Like I want to ask from Daniel. Uh, the camera has some issue. Okay, now, now it's fine. Now, uh, okay, okay, okay. Here we go. <laughs> Hello, welcome back. <laughs> so, uh, I wanted to thank that Daniel for uh, like to come here and share your like views and everything. Like it's really like very informative for me. And uh, like I, I just still remember your comments. Like when I was like in my twelfth class and all, I, I usually like uh, like go through your comments whenever I just get depressed now. I just see like the okay like oh. the, the Daniel made something like he's showing that the the verbal fox is showing it's very cool like I, oh, I just wow. some comments so that gives me like a okay so I can still like speak it's a cooler thing I shouldn't be worried about it much so I want to thank you yeah. a lot for this like to oh to, like, thank you and and like uh, after like watching this coming a cooler on all now finally I understood okay like this one more way to think about is standing. Okay, it can be cooler also. I I always get depressed and all after this all. But yeah, I, yeah, it's tough. It's tough. Yeah, just 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 what I was saying with to 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 As long as we can forgive ourselves for being human, right? Like, there's nothing wrong with being sad or fearful, scared, 
or you know, angry at your stuttering or, or even saying, ah, oh, I stuttered, right? As long as, um, as, lo as, lo as, lo as long as you can forgive yourself, right? You have that self-love, right? Because we would never think the same thing of somebody else. They would say, oh, I stuttered that order. Oh, you say, it's okay, don't worry about it. Next time you'll try not stuttering. But for us, we're our worst critics. <laughs> we're our harshest critics, right? So, but you know, uh, thank you, thank you for having me here. It it was a lot of fun to be asked about, you know, the origins of Frankie Banky, his origin story. So, <laughs> and Tiger too. <laughs> thank you, thank you so much, Daniel. Uh, thank you for joining. Thanks, Ru. Thank you for joining. Yeah. 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 It was great. Great, 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 like seeing, seeing you again, Daniel, and, and of course. You too, yeah. Bupendra, it's, it's always good to, like, to uh, in, here. In the, in the last, I just like ask Daniel to give one message to whoever is watching this, like a message to like a person who's Tamil. One message. Let me choose. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> one message. Um, That's a tough one. Uh, there are so many things I could say. You know what? I think it's what was already mentioned that it doesn't matter how you say it. It's what you say. Um, I, ha I have a Frankie Banky comic where he's talking to a girl and he's stuttering, saying, you have and she's getting all excited. Oh, what's he going to say? What's he going to say? I have what? Is he going to say beautiful? Um, and he's worrying about it, going, oh, no, I can't believe I'm stuttering. And then he goes, you know what? So what? I stutter. You have beautiful eyes, right? It doesn't matter how you say it, right? He said you have beautiful eyes, <laughs> right? So, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would be my message. And, and find yourself a support group. Meet others who stutter. You have the whole world at your finger, fingertips, really, you know? Yeah. And then once this COVID's over travel to a conference if you can yeah absolutely so mm -hmm. that i want to like say to like the viewers like uh, the most important thing is to find a self-help group like around us to get a support to seek help we we we, we should not confine us okay like we are keeping the problem with us only we should share like because when when we share about our problems then like then there's a solution like, yeah yeah you've you've hit the nail right on the head with the support groups, right? Having friends who stuck because they understand. So if you don't share it, right, you're not going to learn from each other or because you never know who else you're going to inspire because all, all, all this came really from having spoken to others who stuttered, right? So, and now I'm, you know, I'm learning from you guys and from everybody else around the world. It's awesome. That's why stuttering is cool. <laughs> <laughs> Dhruv, <laughs> yes. uh, do you want to give one message? Um, I, I think you you guys covered it, um, but I'll just sort of re-emphasize re that it's really okay to stutter, um, and lots of people do it around the world, like we see. We, we, <laughs> We're not we, the only ones. Canada, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so... Um, Smile, stutter. Oh, and uh, there's a great like saying that we say in Tisa. Uh, it's "hatlaub magar which means stammer, but with love. 
<laughs> oh, I like that one. So oh, wow, nice. nice. You guys have the best sense. <laughs> Tisa is, you know, the leader in、uh, phrases about stammering. So, <laughs> good job. <laughs> nice, nice. Stammer, a stammer, but with love. I really like that. Yeah. So,、uh, thanks for joining.